Is it just me who thinks Spider-Man No Way Home is absolute trash? <gasps> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I yeah, I didn't like it. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> okay, is it just me who doesn't understand how nothing can be done about that Haokang man that is just making a lot of noise for the past five years? Oh no, it's or was it eleven years? I think eleven, but five for the oh girl who god. posts about it on TikTok. Uh, but no, it's definitely not just you. It's you and pretty much the rest of Singapore. How? how? I mean, how can nothing be done? How How can one guy just hold an entire block hostage and not have anything, like, work? I don't know. But hopefully by the time this episode comes out, they would have done something about it. I guess. I hope so. <laughs> Welcome to Is It Just Me? <laughs> a podcast where we come clean about the way we secretly feel and realise it's not just us. Is it just me who wants to leave the group chat? No, I, I actually recently left like quite a number. I was doing a bit of spring cleaning. Oh wow! Finally, yeah, yeah. Long so, overdue. How many did you have? Um, I think at one point, maybe around close to thirty. <gasps> yeah, but, but I mean, it, it's it's a combination of like personal, right. like, social ones, and as well as work ones. Mm. Yeah, so I it, I want to say it makes sense, but also it shouldn't. So what made you do the purge? Like that's pretty major actually. Yeah, no, I think I think I just felt like it was just way too much going on. Um just too many notifications. Like even if I mute it, right? Like it's it's like you know, you open your WhatsApp and you see like yeah. 137 notifications uh. and you're like, I'm not talking to 137 people. It's just like people talking a lot. Like Yeah, so it's just it got a bit overwhelming and I just said like clear some of it out. So you just like left, you didn't announce your leaving? Yeah, no, I mean, I think there were a couple where it was kind of like, uh, okay guys, sorry, like I kind of like getting bombarded notifications. I think I'm just gonna, like step out for a while. Yeah, the kind of thing. Nice, so, that's very brief. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of feels like being in a chat group. It's almost like, I don't know, like being at a party that you can't ever leave. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like that too? Yes, and well done <laughs> for that. Because even for me, like for work, chat, sometimes I feel bad being the first one to leave. Even if the project is over and like even if people aren't talking, mm-hmm. it almost feels like a hostile thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done with you. Like something antisocial, right? Yeah. But even though I don't, I mean, I recognize that it's not that bad, especially mm-hmm. if no one is talking, especially mm. if the if the project is over. Mm. Um, But I would still wait for like someone else to leave first and then maybe I leave afterwards mm. or if it doesn't bother me like no notifications about, I just kind of leave it like just in case yeah. but I really don't need to and I really shouldn't yeah I mean I know yeah I think that's what happens a lot when uh, most of the time when chat groups that are initially functional like slowly they become social so maybe it was a group efforts to uh, I don't know, like, go catch a movie together. Yeah. Right? And then you it's for logistics, like, you arrange where to meet and what time mm. the show is. But then, after you watch the show, like, somehow, okay, fine, like, it stays active for a day because everyone's like, okay, let me pay you back for the yes, tickets. Yes, yes, um, Blah, blah, blah. Send photos. Yeah. And then, like, a week later, oh, hey, here's a meme from, like, the movie you watch, which, I mean, okay, fine, is it, no harm to that. I, I love memes, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I think... 
I'm what I'm describing is a very singular situation, right? Yeah. It's just one group. But I think the issue is when there's a lot of these groups at the same time. So it just feels very everything, everywhere, all at once, which by the way, is a very good movie. It you is. Should watch. It is a good movie. <gasps> Love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I don't think get you. I still have um, social group chats from years ago, and I, I don't know. Leaving it kind of, I guess, maybe cements the fact that we're all not that close anymore, mm. and that feels like it might not be a nice thing to acknowledge or do. Even though I guess everyone already knows we haven't talked in like years. That's true. Oh yeah. my god, that's so true. Because I think because you know the more busy everyone is, and the less you less frequently you get to meet up, mm. it kind of feels like the chat group is this sort of, you know, it's like this invisible thread that you kind of like keeps you guys connected yeah. even if you don't get to meet for like yes. months. Yeah. So leaving it is almost like your way of saying, I yeah. don't want to be in touch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, it's done. It's past. It's over. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess these are just one of the many things we've kind of yeah. thought about in terms of group chats. But even, okay, like, so these fr- long-time friend groups aside, I think just in general with chat groups, I feel like it's not just me who sometimes finds it a bit daunting and scary to talk in the chat groups. It's like, because it just feels like there's so many people in the group, so many yes. multiple people to please um, or, or to try and not offend because you can yeah. say something that is fine with two people in a group but not with one. So there's like all these different stakes and different expectations. Yes, I mean, the weight in numbers is overwhelming. It is scary. It, I mean, so many people have problems with public speaking and if, I guess to me, if you think about it, um, group chats are sort of a way, uh, a, a, a kind of public speaking. If mm. anything, I sometimes feel a bit more pressure mm. because it's in black and white and it stays. The words are there mm-hmm. and like everyone everyone sees it and it's kind of like immortalized in that way. Yeah. Um, you can't really depend on someone not paying attention. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the same way that you do in public speaking. Mm. Um, and also how some magic message platforms shows who has and hasn't read your message oh my God, that's there's also that pressure yeah as well yeah yeah it's like if you don't read it or if you read it and didn't respond like is it like did i offend you is did i say something wrong and like you can't really there's the the lack of body language that you would usually have at a conversation mm. is completely gone mm. so everything that you have is just based on what you see or don't see mm. and that's just a bit scary like why didn't you reply? But on the re- on the other end, like when I'm the one who has read a message and not replied, mm. most of the time, I guess I, I, I mean, I would have a reason. Maybe I am busy. Maybe I'm driving. Maybe mm. I'm eating. Mm-hmm. But I have had instances where people would be upset if like, oh, I saw you read your message. Like, why didn't you reply me? Are you angry? I'm really? like, no, no, I'm, yeah. And sometimes they'd be like, no, I'm just, I'm just busy. Like, I just haven't had time to properly reply you yet. Mm. Um, but people don't get to see the context of where you are in your life, like yeah. physically are, yeah. and what you're doing, and mentally where you're at. Yeah. And to me, sometimes I feel like there's always that need to explain. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, do you do that thing where you read the notification, but you don't open the message? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like, yeah, it just feels like the easier way to, to get around it, right? Yeah. Not, yeah, just like keeping in the loop, but without letting people know you're in the loop. Yeah. yeah, and even like out of social social situations, like professionally, like I might not want people to know that I have read your message because then I need to yep. like reply about this particular work yep. thing immediately. But yep. if I show that I haven't read it yet, like yeah. maybe I, I get a bit more time to think about it yeah. because I need more time to think about it. But I don't, and I don't want you to see that I have read it and chosen to so-called ignore it because mm-hmm. then that might 
result in a bad impression. Yeah, and I think the fact that you, you're even feeling these things and it's not definitely not just you, it's, it's also it kind of speaks to this sort of unspoken expectation I think people have that with texting, replies need to be quite fast or prompt, yes. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think that applies to chat groups as well. So I think that's also part of the stress for me anyway cause, because there's this expectation to reply fast. So if I'm in like multiple chat groups and oh, different yes. conversations are going on, there's a bit of, yeah, it's a bit of overload. But it's very interesting that you you mentioned um, that, you know, part of the the, the scary part is um, when you read a message and you don't reply or, mm. you know, you, it's so-called you ignore it. I'm doing air quotes because you guys can't see me. <laughs> um, you look very cute doing it. Thank you. It's very interesting because uh, on the flip side of it, uh, I've noticed this like sort of like little phenomenon where uh, the person who is being ignored, like that's actually also another common uh, fear or anxiety that people have about chat groups. So there's sort of this social anxiety where, okay, if I send out this message in a group chat, uh, am I going to get ignored? Like, is no mm. one going to reply me and mm. I'm going to look so stupid? And, yes. and that applies to, because that's how you feel in real life, right? If yeah. I make a joke right now at this table and you guys just kind of like ignore it or don't reply me, mm. I'll be like, oh my God, I look so stupid. Yeah. Um, and I think people feel like that, like in a chat group as well. I, yeah. I actually did some digging through like some Reddit threads and it is a very real problem. Like people there are like bringing it up as something that they feel. It does affect them, um, albeit in like very slight ways, but it's never a nice feeling, right? To, to get ignored and the chances of that, it can be quite high when you send a message in a group chat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess if, and if, you say something, let's say you try a joke or you say something funny or you say something informative and no one responds to it and it's like everyone can see that mm. no one has responded. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, those those loud silence things but except it's, the crickets it's in text. Thing, right? yeah. yeah. yeah, And it's just there forever and if you delete it then that says something else as well. Like you've acknowledged how sad it looks and then you want to run away. Yeah, I and know. And it's just, uh. I know. <laughs> Uh, okay, but then there are also the many different kinds of group chats, right? So maybe what we've been talking about are mostly, I guess, applicable to all, but maybe some of them have more distinct differences like professional and casual. Mm -hmm. So for me, one of the things that I put in effort, I guess, to be is finding a particular voice that caters to the particular role that I am in a particular group chat. Oh. Yeah, so for example, in a professional group, like if I am... I don't know, the a leader or something. Mm-hmm. Then you have to talk a certain way. Mm. But then in another group where it's casual and, and I'm just a sister, then I can talk it and another another way. Yeah. And that constant code switching, sort of, mm-hmm. like code switching your personality, code switching your tone, the words that you use, mm. I guess maybe that does require like quite a bit of work. Yeah, it does, it does. And I think also, you know, now that you mentioned work, now that I'm thinking about it, um, within work itself, Oh, okay, maybe even family, right? Like, you would think it's just one group chat per setting or per group, but it's always like, okay, if you're at work, you got to have a group chat with your boss and your yes. and your <laughs> colleagues. But then there's also a separate group chat with just your colleagues, for example. Yeah. And then depending on what industry you're in, maybe like you have other group chats with like each for a different client, perhaps. Yeah. So that's, it's just a lot like of demand on your mm. attention, uh, mm. your capacity, I think your bandwidth. Yeah, and even in those uh, similar group chats, like let's say let's say the one with your boss and the one with your colleagues, and maybe one with colleagues that you're particularly close to, I do feel like there's there's still a difference in a way that you would need to speak. Yeah, definitely. Like to maintain the oh, I am closer to you kind mm. of feel, and mm. the oh, I'm I'm a bit more professional. Yeah, and like even with pe- the same 
most of the same people in different groups, there's still a kind of impression you want to portray. Mm. Like, oh, I maybe in my close group friends, I can close group of friends. I want to show that you know we have a relationship beyond being colleagues. Yeah. And then the one where they might be in, as well as with the leaders and the bosses, like, oh, I want to show that I am proficient in my work. I am professional, but I'm not. I'm not a suck up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that kind of thing. There's so yeah. many layers of gosh. Yeah. And okay, but I feel like okay, some people may listen to this and they may be thinking like, okay, but actually, we don't we all much? code switch? No, don't oh, we okay. all code switch all the time anyway? Like even without check groups, That's right? That's true. But I think the issue here is that when like when you code switch, it's kind of like when you're, you know, like maybe in the day I'm at work, I'm, I'm talking to my boss and then I go home and I talk differently with my family or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, right? Um, and, but I feel like because for me anyway, like a typical day can be, I'm just sitting on my laptop. I've got like my chat apps, like, you know, open on mm-hmm, desktop. Mm-hmm. And then it's just talking to multiple of these situations within the same, within minutes of each right. other. So I think it's, it. I think with chat groups, or maybe just messaging in general, I don't know. Like the frequency of code switching is is so hyper, so like That's rapid. That's true. Yeah, yeah. hyper is a good word. Yeah. And especially, um, let's say you're in a chat group with new friends and then you have to kind of discover everyone's styles and preferences mm-hmm. uh, within that chat. And if you make a mistake, everyone knows. Maybe it has to happen to you before? <laughs> mm, okay, nothing comes to mind so far because I am very careful when mm-hmm. it comes to group chats. Mm-hmm. And by careful, I mean silent. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm like the lurker. Like I'm there, I'm reading. Uh, but <laughs> yeah? yeah, but I, I'm almost too afraid to really take risks with it so okay. i i just look and if you know if someone calls me out on on something that needs to be said or yeah. something needs to be answered i will i will reply mm. uh but i tend to just take the easy way out and just be quiet and maybe interact with them in person instead okay yeah so i mean it sounds like it can be quite stressful for you like what do you do in general to manage that uh if i I mean, okay, one, by not replying everything. Mm-hmm. In person, I tend to listen and reply to everything that you tell me mm-hmm. uh, because I, I do want you to know that I am listening to like whatever it is you're telling yeah. me and sharing with me. Uh, but on group texts where people are doing that for, I guess, for me, mm. unless it's something that I vehemently disagree with or something that's like morally unsound or whatever, I usually kind of just let, the conversation go without me. Um, I can yeah. attest to that because I am in a few chat groups with you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. <no. laughs> yeah. But it's not that I don't want to be a part of the conversation. I, mm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like the people that I'm in group chats with and I'm grateful to be in those group chats. But it's just, I don't know why writing things down just feels a bit more concrete. No, yeah, me. I was going to say, I think, like in the kind of makes sense because different people have different ways of how they want to communicate yeah. and chat with like their friends yeah all of the ones mm-hmm. so i have friends who i mean you've seen memes right where they always say like uh what is it millennials who don't like to answer the phone you know like they'll always let like yes they'll screen their calls they'll let it ring and yeah. they'll just let it go to i don't know voicemail or whatever mm. yeah that's me so I, I think i'm just the kind of person who doesn't like doing phone calls but I have friends who love doing phone calls and they I don't do like texting. I love doing phone calls and I don't prefer texting. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. think it's a matter of preference in that sense. It's just that, you know, in a sense, I guess chat groups are just more convenient than doing like a mess yeah. phone call with everyone. So yeah. yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the group chats that I am with you, I'm pretty silent. But when I do text you, it's like, 
a lot of caps and a lot of a lot of long that messages and a lot of emojis, a lot of like yeah. <laughs> but very, very much the opposite in terms of group chats. Yeah. But it's not that I'm trying to be a different person. I guess it's just how I react to different circumstances or maybe a different amount of people. Yeah. I mean, I think to quote like a comment I found on Reddit actually on this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got, it's very funny because like, this whole thread of like everyone complaining about chat groups and how like anxious they feel mm. about it, etc, etc. And then like this poor little bugger, like he commented <laughs> with at least you're in a group text. Aww. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, that's a very good point. That's very cute. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good problem in some ways. Yeah, at the end of the day, Chat groups are still a great way to keep in touch. They are, they are. They're definitely. It's definitely a good thing. Yeah. I, I guess we just need to yeah. learn how how we feel about it, like yeah. like everything else, and just learning to draw boundaries. I think because I think, um, you know, we talk about this unspoken expectation of like mm. having to reply fast. Mm-hmm. I think that is something we also help to perpetuate by feeling that giving into that pressure to reply yes. fast. So I think by just standing on ground and knowing that you're not doing anything wrong per se by taking some time to reply, um. Yeah, I think just kind of drawing that mental boundary in the head and understanding that you are not doing anything wrong instead of putting that pressure on yourself. I think that will help people. Yeah, I, I think just kind of... Understand. Yeah. And I Yeah, yeah. that's actually kind of... That's something that I do now that I'm wondering whether I'm doing too much that it becomes an issue. So like my issue, I guess, of this drawing boundaries is that I take a lot of time to reply. Mm. Uh, and sometimes in a group chat, if a lot of people are talking constantly and I open my phone and it's like, oh my God, it's it, it's like 10 in the morning and there's like 200 messages. That's and then nice. I kind of just leave it. Yeah. Because it's just, throughout maybe the entire morning or like early afternoon, I'm busy with stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have the mental ca- capacity to go through 200 messages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it just keeps growing, right? Yeah. And then I, I feel like I'm never able to catch up. And then when I do catch up, when I read through everything, which I actually do, I do read through, through everything, I am reluctant to reply because it just emphasizes how absent I was. And I don't want to draw attention to the fact that I wasn't there and now I'm trying to be like, oh, haha, like, hi. Mm. Um, and that's like, actually something I used to do. I used to go back, like I was part of this Discord and I would go all the way back, like hundreds of messages and I would reply like to almost everyone. Oh my gosh. And it would yeah. just be like, reply and then like ha 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 or like oh this is really cute and then it almost became like a game like I think they they did seem to find it endearing and they would be like ha Lisa like let's just like like bombard her with messages so Lisa can't catch up and then that would be like a game and we're just like okay fine like I'm glad that you're taking it so well but I don't want you to think that I don't care Mm. and I hope that this doesn't get so old that you just get frustrated and then think that I don't want to be involved or that I don't have I don't want to put in the time and effort to mm. maintain relationships, which I do. It's just, it just takes a bit more out of me than mm. being physically there with a group of people, I think. Well, if you ask me, I think if your friends are joking about it, they probably understand, you know, yeah. like what you're coming from. Um, yeah, I, I just think, so I know it sounds like, it's, it sounds a bit ridiculous and very first world <laughs> to be yeah, complaining yeah, about like chat groups. And mm. I, I totally believe me, I'm totally aware of that. Um, so I think people tend to overlook that people need different types of rest. It's yes. not just physical rest. Like social rest is important. So, and I think being being in multiple chat groups, it, it does expose you to a lot of social contact yeah. in a way. So like you said, you woke up to like 200 notifications. Um, that, yo, that's like a nightmare for me. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I think having to protect yourself from that, it, it is important. Yeah. So it comes down to boundaries. 
Yeah, that's that's good advice. Maybe I should feel less bad about taking so long. Although, I should reply faster to my work texts. Oh gosh. more than just texting right i think just taking a step back it's just digital communication as a whole yeah right like it's it's emails it's dms it's, it's everything um and it's, it's interesting because the stressful part of that like part of it anyway is like we talked about like the social anxiety of it and i think when it comes to digital communications mm. and therefore most likely written communications mm. There is so much room for misunderstanding because yes. so much is lost, like tone. Yes. Well, mostly tone, like body language, yeah. all of that stuff. Expressions. That we, yeah, exactly. Um, so I was reading this book uh, by the Netflix CEO, Reed Hastings. Um, it's called No Rules Rules. And mm-hmm. it's quite interesting because it was about how Netflix builds their culture and how they do things. Although, given recent events, I don't know if that's a book people want to read anymore. Right. But it was still very interesting. Yeah. Um, I read it some time ago and one of the chapters that really stuck with me uh, was actually about this very topic they were talking about. Um, not just because it's interesting, but also because it specifically mentions the Singapore office. Yeah? So, yeah, yeah. It's quite oh, interesting. Wow. Um, okay, so the story is this. It's the chapter, to give context, it's about how Netflix was going global. They were setting up offices in different countries. Mm-mm. And so um, the story is there's this girl in the Singapore office. Her name is Carlene. And she, I I think, so, okay, I mean, full disclosure here, I read this book some time ago, so I may be getting a few of the facts wrong, but the general gist will be correct. Uh, (laughs) So Carlene generally does administration, if I'm not wrong, and I think someone in the company had left. So she was kind of taking over, it was a handover, but from what it sounded like, it was not a very complete handover or something, because there was a lot of overlap and there were some things that fell into the cracks. Right. Yeah, so what happened was she was supposed to organize some calls, like okay. online calls uh, for the team in the US, uh, syncing them up with people in Singapore, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So what happened was uh, one of the calls, um, it went wrong because like uh, there were a couple of people who didn't show up for the call. Ooh. So the people in the US were kind of left hanging and waiting around. Oh no. So after that, they sent her uh, a message and Carleen was so upset by the message. She said she really had to just like step out of the office, uh, walk around a bit. She, like she couldn't reply right away. She was so angry. Um, and she thought it was so rude. So it was interesting because for this book, they asked her, oh, could you show us the message? So, okay, I'm going to read it to you because I like I dug it up. Okay, and you tell me what you think. <laughs> the message goes, Carleen, uh, with a dash, we woke up early to call, but the partners didn't call, full stop. We could have used that time for another call, full stop. Can you try reviewing the previous day's scheduled calls? And if it doesn't come through, delete them from your calendar, question mark. I feel like I'm doing a dictation <laughs> test with you, but do you need to hear that again? Mm. Let me show it to you, actually. Okay. Okay, weirdly, it sounded more stern when you read it. Okay, so that's an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah because when, when I was I reading seen, it, when I, I was it. trying to sound neutral. 
Right. Because I felt like if I injected my own tone into it, uh, yeah, it it would kind of like contaminate it a bit. Right. So when you read this text Mm. and you notice there are no exclamation marks, there are no Mm. smileys, no emojis, Mm. of course. Uh, It's full stops here and there. It's a question mark. How would you take it if you were Carly? Okay, if if I had only heard you say it in your <laughs> neutral tone, and maybe maybe it was the neutral tone that sounded stern because yeah. it's like emotionless, right? Mm. It's like there's mm. no friendliness whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh shit, like I'm in trouble. Okay, but yeah, if you, like if you read if you read a text, so there's but, no speaking it, like you yeah, just but read reading it. the text, mm. it was like. Okay, like when you read it, the last sentence mm. felt a bit condescending. Like, okay. couldn't you, like, sh- yeah. shouldn't you have done that? But if I read it as it was written, mm. like looking at it now, mm. it looks okay. Okay. Like, I'm not angry yeah. at the way they said it. Yeah. If anything, I'm just worried like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Oh, same. So that's the yeah. thing. When I read it, I didn't find it rude, but I did feel like if I were... It felt like they were upset with me. Yeah. Like, that's how I perceived yeah. it. Yeah, but it also feels like, oh, it is my fault. Yeah. So, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. yes, I will do this and review them and, yeah. like, make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. But I wouldn't have been angry at all. Yeah. But it's very interesting because she was, and when the writers of the book, um, I mean, the people who helped to do the research, like, when they asked around, um, different people from different, like, countries, like, in the Netflix office, uh, they all gave very different views, obviously. Yeah. yeah, to the to the to the people in the US, um, it was just a very direct request. Yes. Like this messed up. Uh, can you check this? You yeah. Know, let's not let it happen again. Yeah. Uh, we could have used the time for another call. Uh, but the people in the Singapore office, so not all of them, but there were quite a number who were with Carlene on this in the sense that they felt that it could have afforded to be like they could have afforded to be friendlier. They could have started it off with, "Hey, Carlene." Um, thanks for arranging this or, right. or whatever. Um, and I think it's also the fact that he started it straight away with Carlene. Yeah. Instead of, hi Carlene, okay Carlene. So yeah. all these little tiny things, it's it seems to affect different people depending on their context, like their background, right. how they perceive things. Yeah. Hmm. I thought that was very interesting because I think it really shows um, just how much room there is for conflict and yeah. hurt feelings, like even unintentionally. Yeah. Um, when we are exposed to so much digital communication. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I asked around friends, actually, to ask them. Um, but because the context is, for this Netflix thing, they did actually ask people, okay, so what would you have done? Like, how would you have typed this text to make it sound nicer or friendlier? Mm. And, you know, people said, like, what I just said, you're starting off with a greeting, mm. um, starting off with acknowledge, sandwiching it, right? That's what they say. You, you start yeah. off by acknowledging what she did well or right. right. And kind of pointing out what's the problem. Yeah, and then kind of sandwiching it. So, and then there were others who said, oh, maybe she could have thrown in an exclamation mark. Right. right? And I thought that's actually something I do a lot. That's something I do a lot as well. Yeah. To sound... I mean, sometimes it's natural. Sometimes it comes from my personality, right? Mm, Like, mm. if I'm excited or whatever. Uh, But I do recognize that sometimes when I type work emails, especially work emails... um, you're yeah. too happy. I am not in an exclamation point mood, man. Like, yeah? Yeah, I didn't have most of the time, like, are we in an exclamation point mood when we're at work? No, like, but there's always, um, there's always an exclamation point a lot of time uh, when people, very often at the end, right? Like, hey, could you like, please see attached? Blah, 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 blah. 
thanks exclamation mark right yeah I noticed that a lot and so I asked um, I asked around like my friends people I talk to people I work with um, so do you use exclamation points consciously in your emails your work text or whatever to sound friendlier um, and actually quite a number of them do I gotta say quite surprisingly yeah yeah and okay so I I, I didn't I was trying to find a common pattern I thought initially I thought okay because you know there is this stereotype that like m- it's something that's more like likely to be done by girls so I just kind of yeah. try to observe that pattern in my own circle only um, but it's interesting because there were like males who who do that as well yeah um, yeah but I so I was trying to think okay but I don't know it felt like out of it felt like it was the more extroverted or sociable ones Mm. who do that so I don't know I mean it's inconclusive I couldn't find much of a pattern um, yeah I just thought it was very interesting like to see how we kind of try and accommodate and sound friendlier than we actually do and therefore how we then read interpret, read and interpret things from other people right yeah yeah I guess it's like the whole I saw this TikTok on like this guy going through the way people say okay like there's okay oh my god there's yeah, I was gonna get to that. Yeah. there's okay yeah. there's okay with like the whole the whole word yep. and then there's K and like some people have such strong opinions about Dude, this you have no idea I, I have had this conversation with like my friends before it's so funny because everyone had a different take on it like there were people who thought K just the letter K is very rude um, and felt like KK sounds nicer like it sounds friendlier right but then there, on the another level pe- there were people who felt who still felt like KK is not very nice right which yeah, it's I'm not in that. I'm not in that. Key. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, he's so stressful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's just different writing styles, right? Like some yeah. people text the way they talk, which is kind of what I do most of the time. Mm. Um, and some texts like they write. Like, I guess in the more formal uh way that you would maybe craft an email. Like mm. sometimes the way my dad texts, it's so formal. Mm. Um, although I would have to say he is changing a little bit to be a bit more casual in like yeah. the family chat yeah. but I've seen like his texts with his friends and stuff and it's just like oh my gosh it's like so serious yeah, and he's like no it's very friendly it's, yeah. it's, it's fine and I'm like the amount of full stops and like every sentence is so short yeah, and like, yeah. it's so like it's I mean it's a bit boring okay but, but like, like generally dads get a whole pass on this I'm like you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they, it, it's really this particular way that they talk yeah. but it seems that it goes from like dad to dad yeah. or like yeah. dad to boy yeah. they seem to get it yeah but for me it's like oh, you really don't want to talk to me then don't talk to me lah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I, I I have had people so if I reply people with maybe just a full stop mm. or you know I don't use punctuation or whatever and I just use talk like no caps lock whatever yeah. right I do get people asking me are you upset yeah are you okay yeah like yeah so and conversely, I don't okay. feel that way as well sometimes. Do you do that intentionally ever? Like you yep. don't send punctuation because you're upset? That has happened before, yes. But no, no, it wasn't like a conscious like, okay, you know what? I'm upset. Fuck you, full stops. Like I'm going to disrespect grandma. It's not like that. It's just more like when you're upset, it doesn't feel appropriate to talk. Like like add exclamation mark, it doesn't feel appropriate to add an emoji. You know, right. it just, it's just yeah. more like It's like a that. bit dishonest, I it's guess. It's natural, yeah. I think. So I think that's also why people aren't sure... Yeah, we are. We, as I think it's also about your baseline. If you normally text with a lot of right emotion mm. in, you know, like yeah. oh, so the lack of screaming would then mean something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more noticeable. It's more jarring. I I I remember um recommending one of my friends to uh, join this company. You know, where I, I knew some of the people who worked in that company, and uh, my friend was 
how do I put this? So she was she was a junior and she was under like a more senior staff. And I knew that senior staff. So when I was just checking in, my friend asking, Oh, how's your how's your first week at work? Are you liking it? She's like, Yeah, it's all good. Um, it's just I don't think the that the senior staff likes me. And I was like, What do you mean? Like she seems very, I don't know, like a bit fierce. Mm. I was like, wait, why? And then she said, I, I just looked at her like her comments on my work, and then she showed me. Mm. And it was same thing, it's just very direct. It was just like, okay, this needs a bit more whatever or mm. like um like take a look at this part it, mm. something just it's just all full stops and i realized that that was the issue and the funny thing is so this was a few years ago and my friend has she stayed on in the company and she's actually kind of like she got promoted she, she kind of rose up to become nice. a more senior staff yeah good for her and it's very funny because i noticed that her comments and feedback to her staff i mean the other staff were also like like that was, yeah it was like that oh yeah i actually feel like they're for some people, there is a bit of correlation, I feel, uh, like, with, I can't tell if it's age or life experience or, like, career stage. I feel like there is a, a sort of pattern there. I feel that when people first start out, not, not, not everyone, obviously, but, like, I do notice a lot of people, when they first start on their careers, when they're very junior, they tend to be a lot more eager. Right. And so I notice that, like, the number of exclamation marks is more in their mm. work texts and work emails compared to like someone who is more seen in the so-called the hierarchy, the corporate hierarchy. Do you think it's because they don't feel the need to prove how eager they are anymore? They don't need to please as much anymore. Exactly. So they're just comfortable being like directly, like, I don't have time to exactly. like try and, and make you like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I think that's it. It's, it's quite interesting. All this over punctuation. Yeah. Well, I think okay, for me, o- like overall, I guess like the rules of texting and maybe even emails. Mm. I mean, it's relatively new. Mm. Um, so the rules of these things are quite unwritten. It's almost sometimes almost trendy. Yeah. Um, and when and how do you know what is suddenly acceptable and what isn't? Like, I guess we're all trying to figure that out. It's always evolving. Yeah. Like I, I read this book. Uh, it's called Because Internet. Um, and it's about actually like the rules of language in the new age, right? Mm. Um. And it's pretty great because there was a line from it I really liked. Uh, when it comes to text messaging, the period or the full stop has lost its original purpose because rather than needing a symbol to indicate the end of a sentence, you can simply hit send. So I thought that was very interesting because it's it's basically a cardinal sin, right? To to omit a full stop at the end of a sentence. Like if, if I wrote if I read a book, right, and yeah. there were no like full stop, you can't. You yeah, can't. it's just not something yeah. you do. But I think what's interesting is that because of the the text messaging medium. Mm. And she's right because I don't I don't always put full stops at the end of my sentences. Yeah. Like especially if it's just one, right? Like I just hit send. So I think what the book was trying to make the point about was that slowly, you know, the rules of language they are eroding, they're evolving, they're always changing. Even um how people even emojis, right? Like in the past it was pretty simple and direct, like a happy emoji is straightforward, it's a happy mm. emoji. Mm. But I think like over time What's interesting about language and written communication is that people insert more and more of their own emotion and meaning into it. So now you've got people using happy emojis, but ironically, I could right. be telling you, 
hey, I'm dying at work with like a smiley. Yes. Right? yes. And it, it kind of, like, you, I do but that. But you know, you know, you like, you understand, some people yeah. understand. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exactly what you said. Like, it's just always evolving. It's it's never, it, yeah, it's constantly changing. So you can't, it's really impossible to keep up, I think. And there shouldn't be any pressure to, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, just understanding I that, I think it's understanding that like how someone writes to you is not always how do I put this? It's not always how it's intended to be expressed. It's always you always see it through your own lens, mm. right? It's like taking a photo and you're always using this filter. And that filter is your own understanding of things. Mm. Uh, which I think a lot of people tend to forget in the heat of the moment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, writing accurate writing accurately to your intentions is a learned skill professionally. I mean, you would know that mm. of like out of all people, you're a copywriter and a yeah. very, very good one, I must say. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's a it's a learned skill that takes years to be good at. And it's not realistic to expect everyone to have this ability, especially in casual conversation. Mm, mm. I mean, even in like, even in a face-to-face conversation, misunderstandings can happen. So what more a conversation like uh, via text or an email, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I do to kind of cope with this is that I write and edit long texts on mm. notes before mm. sending it out so that I can go back and edit it. Yeah. Try to read it as the as the recipient and yeah. then see whether, you know, am I saying anything offensive? Am I using punctuation enough or too much? Yeah. Like because it's text, right? So sometimes I would replace the the full stop with an emoji. Yeah. Or sometimes I would I would just Add it here and there so that you know that I'm not being too serious or if I'm if I'm giving feedback that that mm. is uh, constructive but maybe a, about a negative thing I would try and like make it sound a bit more lighthearted with with like a gif or I don't know so 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 many ways mm. and sometimes I even let it sit for a while so I can come back to it and like mm. you know as a person who see it for oh the first God. time like this, I think way too much about <laughs> it but it, it does stress me out. I saw you're writing a thesis or something. Like, yeah, it is. It does feel like we sometimes if the message means a lot and it doesn't mm. have to be like professionally means a lot. Mm. It could be like a person that I care about mm. uh, who is going through a hard time. Mm. I don't want it to appear a certain way mm. or like someone who has shared something very important with me and I'm gonna show that I did. I do appreciate, you know, how much you shared and I want to give you a reply that's just as good. Yeah. Or th- just as meaningful. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I want I want to communicate that as accurately as I can yeah. to how I feel. Yeah. And something that I didn't know existed that you let me know about was oh. these tone tags. Yeah, I know. What are they? Actually, I, I think it's a pretty good idea. I mean, I, I like, it's something I learned about only recently, but people have started using tone tags, which is essentially... Um, they use like a what do you call that? Is it a backward slash? I don't a know. Slash. Uh, yeah. Slash. I, I'll just call it a slash. with a couple of like an ab- what do you call it abbreviation? Yeah, to kind of signify what the tone is. It's actually kind of in- initially the intent was for neurodivergent people who may not be able to understand right tone or irony or um sarcasm, for example. Okay. Um, who may struggle a bit with that. So you know they've got things like the slash and then um maybe F and that means like fake or or G and it means like genuine or L-I literally. So we've got all this, this the whole um, legend actually yeah, out there um, for the different ways that people clarify and specify the tone that they intend which I think is very helpful actually if you know, can, I ever get but, around oh to learning gosh, the... Right. Yeah, I, yeah, oh my gosh, it's, it's so many. Yeah, I mean even down right now like what I'm looking at it's really just a mere fraction of the different kinds of tones you can yeah. yeah put down 
why don't they just do voice notes? <laughs> That's something actually, I've yes. been using more actually. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I have a friend and, and we like to send like long texts. Oh, we talk about a lot of things at once. And sometimes I'm just like, I am too tired to type everything out and mm. I'll just send out a voice note. Mm. And a voice note can extend to like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I know my sister has some that extend to like an hour. So you can say that it's like, yeah, I know it's an like hour. a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, and like it's an hour. It's longer than this podcast. Wait, <laughs> wait, there's no limit on how long you can no. record? Okay, so like the video function on Telegram yeah. does have a limit. Okay. The voice note one doesn't. And I don't think no way. WhatsApp has a limit as well. Or at least if it does, I haven't hit it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So sometimes I want to reply everything that, that she's saying. So I would just like hit the record button and mm. I would just go through her messages and I'll just talk. Mm. And I find that so much easier. Yeah. Also because I can kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I thought this. But actually, you know, no, no, no. I can kind of like, you know, have a conversation without having a conversation. Whereas yeah. in text is like, when you want to make changes, you have to type it out. You have to yeah. make changes. You have to like do like yeah. grammar and like yeah. punctuation and emojis and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this one is like, I can kind of let, my words yeah. run. Yeah. And of course, I don't do this with everyone. I don't do do this like in a work setting. Yeah, of um, course. It's only people that I'm familiar with and yeah. can, I guess, be the same self that I would be in person. Yeah. Um, but I do prefer that sometimes, yeah. which is why I prefer phone calls as well. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. And I also like that phone calls are like with only one person. Although I remember in secondary school, like when conference calls were a thing, everyone yeah. was just like, Oh my god, they can talk to like two people at once. Wait, what? Secondary school? I think calls? like when phone, home phones are still a oh. thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was yes. just like, it was, it was it was a feature that was popular for a very short yeah. amount of time. Yeah, I remember Because now. then handphones became a, became the next yeah. big thing. Yeah. But it was like, oh wow, like talking to two people was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know it was going to come back and like bite us back in the butt. <laughs> No, but it kind of makes sense because I think like what you said earlier when we were talking about texting, right? Yeah. Like you talked about the stress of it being everything's in black and white. So I, I can kind of see why you you take so much care with like mm. the text you send because you're right. Like if especially if it's sending to someone who is down, for example, yeah. um, or you know, whatever situation, like it is going to be black and white. Once you send it out there, once you put it out into their universe, they get to read like they get to like re- you can't imagine like how many times they're gonna reread it what kind of meaning are they gonna extract from it yes. you can't control that yeah the different interpretations yeah. so of I get it. it I feel like maybe when you try and edit your O-level essay like mm. it, it on your phone mm. it's kind of you trying to I guess control as much as you can yes. in a sense like, of what is conveyed yeah like as much yeah really as much as I can try to be as clear mm. and not I mean okay I feel like there's a there's a balance between trying to be as accurate as you are in terms of how you're feeling and your tone. But then also there's the other side where do I sacrifice a bit of tone so I can be clearer in my message yeah, in what I'm trying to say and yeah. then just try to balance that. Yeah. You know, my favorite part about this is as I'm hearing you say all this, I realize that, you know, people always say when they have all these like Zoom calls and they're like, okay, this could be just be an email. I realize yeah, yeah. you're the opposite. You're the opposite. You're the reverse. You would oh, rather do okay, no, a no, call no. than like... Okay, true. But I'm also not a fan of really long meetings. <laughs> For me, when I see that meme, what I think is this could have been an email is like you could have just stated all the things they needed to talk about mm. in a very factual, like productive fashion yeah. instead of going in circles yeah. discussing one issue for 10,000 years. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... 
I do appreciate in professional settings how an email would force you to think through everything that you're saying. Yeah. yeah. As compared to a, a meeting where you can just kind of like blab your way through yeah. and then it might not be productive. Yeah. So I do think there's a time and place for both. That's true. But you know, I have seen way too many colleagues and friends uh, be terrorized by a mere email. Honestly, I have seen it give yeah. friends anxiety, uh, colleagues and friends anxiety. I have literally seen someone go into the washroom right after she received an email uh, to cry. Yeah, so oh, no. I, I think, I do think, um, yeah, it's, just, it's interesting. Like I always think, how would I deal with it? Because I'd be lying if I say I've literally never been affected by an email um, before. And I think it's really just about, uh, yeah, I think also just remembering that even I myself, like, don't always mean things the way they sound when I text or when I write email. Mm. For example, even when I'm writing, like, for example, LOL on right. a text, I'm not exactly, like, really laughing. I find it funny, but it, it you know what I mean? So I realise also, it's not, like, the way I type, it's 100% accurate, you know? Yeah. So why would I expect Everyone that of else. other people? And I think it's just kind of just being chill with it. Yeah, honestly. We're just not meant or wired to deal with so much communication at the same time, whether it's group chats, whether it's emails or whatever, right? It's just that stress of being available 24-7, right? It just feels yeah. like there's always one way for someone to reach you. I, I have I have been guilty of this, right? If um, I'm supposed to reach out, I'm supposed to like get in touch with someone and then I tell my friends, oh, I, I tried WhatsApping the person and the person's like, oh, have you tried Telegram? Have you tried uh, DM them on Instagram? So I have friends, no, I have one friend, shout out to her, who is literally the most responsive only via Twitter. Huh? Yeah, like she doesn't reply text. She doesn't really reply uh, Instagram DMs or whatever. But once I tweet her, she replies. What? Yeah, so I, it, but my point is, it just feels like there are just so many open channels of communication to right. reach you in this age. So I think it's just that feeling of, yeah, that, that, that feeling of just always being available to anyone. Anyone can reach you at any time at this point. So, And I guess um, in being uh, communicated with so often, there probably will be miscommunications here and there. Mm. But ultimately, these are forgivable and not life-threatening. Yep. As much as it can feel that way, it's not going to kill you. Do you remember that time when we were at this birthday party and we played this sort of like party game where mm. I think some of those um what is it like a two truths no wait what is it oh it's like so we were split into groups and then I think everyone had to write something about mm. them and then everyone had to guess who this person like who yeah, was which, the one that wrote this correct yeah, yeah. So everyone had to write like trivia about themselves yeah. and then there was like the sort of the game host right the mm. game master who took the one who took one of the pieces of paper and she read it out and she said, Oh, okay, this person wrote, I don't like uni. Mm. Um and then we're all I remember we were all kind of guessing like who it is and we're just thinking, okay, who here like generally doesn't like school, like yeah, generally yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. like proclaim themselves as not very academically inclined. Mm. Um and then okay, okay we, we figure, okay, maybe it's this person. So we I think we guessed that person. And I think it turned out to be correct. But what was really funny to me was that when that person said, yeah, it's me. And then he he said, uh, also, I meant it as I don't like uni. Like sea urchin, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, even something as simple as this. Yeah. I mean, technically, a person could have properly written university. But with the existence of slang, even that 
mm-hmm. a chance for miscommunication. Yeah. And to to be honest, to me, being involved with people will always carry a risk of being misunderstood. Yeah, exactly. Like there's uh, no there's no running from it. But we just need to and, and um we need to learn to be comfortable with the way we talk. If not, that's just not sustainable because we will always be meeting new people and the constant adapting and learning is so exhausting. And if yeah, we and, and I feel at least personally, we need to be okay with the way that we communicate. Yeah. Just so that you know, we don't burn out on our own trying to adapt yeah. to literally It's emotional labor. Like yeah. hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I think never be afraid to clarify at the end of the day. Yes. Right? Whether it's a text or uh, email, whichever, yeah, it's totally okay to just clarify and ask, did you mean it like this? Um, yeah, words are just always magnified or minimized based on your context. Everything's relative. So just always remember that, I guess. Uh, shout out to Carlene from Netflix. 